Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Startup Talk, the weekly live show for entrepreneurs and startups. And today we're talking about creating amazing teams and how to find the right co-founder or team member for your startup. Now, creating an amazing team is crucial to your startup success, but it's also a common challenge for startups. The wrong hire can have disastrous consequences for your company, so it's crucial to get it right. So today we're going to talk about that. What makes a good team? What to look for in a co-founder and a team member? How are they different from just regular company employees? And where do you find these people? Do you just spam people on LinkedIn asking if they would be interested? Well, let's talk about that today. And if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Saskia and I help people turn their passion into a thriving business. And one way I do that is by hosting Startup Talk. Every week I host a new guest and we'll cover a topic about entrepreneurship and starting up your business. Um, so if you want to connect with like-minded entrepreneurs every week to share your best practices, lessons learned, wins and frustrations, uh, so we can all grow together, then make sure to subscribe. We are live every Thursday at seven o'clock in the evening, Central European time. So this time uh, on Facebook and both on YouTube. And if that time doesn't work for you, you can rewatch the episode on Facebook, YouTube, the website of the Startup Suite. And we're now also available as a podcast on Spotify and iTunes. So however you're tuning in, make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And share your thoughts in the comments. Whether you're listening in live or watching the replay, uh, that section is there for a reason. <laughs> so let us know what you think. Now, let's talk about today's guest. Today, I am joined by the amazing Tamsin Hall. She is the interview cheerleader and the founder of People-Centric Businesses. She helps interview candidates achieve the job of their dreams with job interview courses, coaching, and toolkits. And she helps business owners to find the right people who fit with their company's journey, vision, and culture. And Tamsin and I, we connected online after I announced that uh, I, I would launch this, I would launch Startup Talk and we just immediately had a great connection. Uh, she's full of positive energy and I just really like the topic she chose for today because having started up several businesses myself and working with different project teams, I know how challenging it is to find the right people, but also how rewarding because when you have that click, when you get in this state where you just, you know, you just grow together. Uh, you're completing each other's thoughts, finishing each other's sandwiches, sentences. <laughs> so let's give a warm welcome today to the show to Tamsin. Hey, hey Tamsin. Hello. Hi. I would love to share a sandwich with you anytime <laughs> we can do. <laughs> I am sure we. I'm sure we can easily finish each other's sandwiches. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I'd like to just apologise because. <laughs> dog is barking in the background uh, wants to say hello so yeah. i'm very sorry of course but that, that's part of being a dog right it's like hey i i need to oh, get the okay. attention too I, I, I have the same i have a dog here she has the biggest case of, uh, of fomo or fear of missing out so whenever i do something and she's not included she's just like the saddest dog ever and you hear these tiny violins in the background so that's I, great. I think it's also when you say hello isn't it they think someone's here to see me let's yeah. go <laughs> or a doorbell real life or on yeah. tv they're like instantly like 
I know. I know. <laughs> so yes, I apologise. Anyway, but hello everybody and thank you. What a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. It's amazing to be here. I'm absolutely honoured to be here and to help you and to help your audience as well. So I'm really excited for today. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great fun. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're gonna have a lovely session and it's just a pleasure to host you here. So yeah, let's uh let's get started. So get started. tell me, I just love the name the interview cheerleader <laughs> how did you become it how do you become the interview cheerleader you know i love my name too and i think how did i how did i found the, the interview cheerleader i knew i knew what my business was going to be my business was going to be helping and supporting individuals and businesses to interview success and to success to their people. And what that means is, is somebody being in your corner and somebody cheerleading you to success. And that's that's just how it came about because I want to be that cheerleader for everybody, for individuals, businesses. I want to be saying, you know what, you've got this, you are amazing, you are competent, you are confident, you've got everything you need to go and achieve the job and the the the, the career or the business that you want and and really that all comes under the the interview the name of the interview cheerleader I, I think nobody nobody is under any um they they know who I am when I say I'm the interview cheerleader they know what I'm going to do that is amazing yeah I I bet it really helps the moment you say I'm the interview cheerleader that it's so self-explanatory right yeah absolutely, so absolutely so when did you decide to become the interview cheerleading and, and, and what was your journey up until now? Yeah, so I have a background of, 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 a, of a corporate career, so a 20-year corporate career combined with a, a knowledge of business psychology. And I knew that I wanted to help and I knew that I wanted to make a difference in the world. And I think it's it's about putting those, those pieces together, isn't it? And to really deciding how am I going to do that? what what is it that what can i give to the world what difference can i make and i can remember listening to podcasts and it wasn't that that long ago actually it was back in the beginning of last year i think beginning of last year where someone said what do you find easy what is something that just is second nature to you that's what you can help the world with and for me it's interviewing and it's it's success and it's believing in yourself and actually you're going forward for a job interview or being on the other side of the table because both of those situations are can be really really daunting but actually having the confidence and and having the skill set to know how to talk communicate negotiate have conversations use all of those soft skills to be successful and that's just something that comes naturally to me. So I just, you know, I put, I put that together with, with my interview, my interviewing background and knowledge and my business psychology. I thought, I'm, you know, this is how I can help the world. And especially going into, into lockdown last year and, and seeing so many people losing their jobs and put on furlough, being made redundant, and actually so many people that would have been thrown into the interview process potentially never have you know not have had an interview or haven't had an interview for a long time I think interviews the way that companies interview now has, has changed and if you're not aware of all the different interview styles and types then then it can be really really daunting so I wanted to help everybody help everybody the, the interviewer and also the interviewee um to success wow that's amazing yeah I, I remember my first line of interviews and 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 
having a good interview, it's almost like like having an art. You really have to make some miles in there. And you have to know what you can do and what you can't do and what you can mm -hmm. say, what you shouldn't say, or what is the political correct, correct term uh, yeah. to say. But also when you're hearing a political correct term, what does that actually mean? You know, that you're like, aha. So, mm, I um, know, absolutely. So, so yeah, so anyway, in answer to your question, Saskia, sorry, I kind of I went off on a bit of a tangent there. So I, I listened to um, I listened to the podcast and, it, and this lady was saying, you know, whatever, whatever comes easy to you, just do it. So I thought I'm going to, I just completed a um, some research on self-esteem and boosting self-esteem at work and how actually if we are in a, a period of our life where we are suffering with low self-esteem, somebody giving us feedback, maybe a line manager giving us feedback and constructive feedback could send us in the spiral of, of lower and lower and lower self-esteem. So I've just done this research project and thought, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a printable. So I'm just going to create an eight-page printable that I can put on Etsy and I can sell. And it's going to be on how to how to be successful in the interview process if you have low self-esteem and low confidence. And so I started writing my 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 eight-page PDF. And my eight-page PDF all of a sudden turns into a 90-page book. Um, <laughs> and I had more. And I thought, I've got so much, so much of this to share with the world and so much to create and, 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 and put out there. So that's, that's kind of how the interview cheerleader started. That's amazing. You started <laughs> with, I'm going to do a few pages. And then before you know, poof, you have a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Ah, that's amazing. So... Today we're talking about finding the right team members, finding the right co-founders and yeah, really creating an amazing team for your startup. Now, I think startups are, are different than, than just the corporate corporates, if I can say it like that, because as a startup, you need more flexibility. You need more people to think outside of the box. It's important that they share your vision. They, they, yeah, someone once told me um, starting up your own business is like having a baby, you know, and yes. it is in a way. So Absolutely. You, you, you came to a point where you're like, I, I don't want to do this alone or I can't do this alone. Um, I need someone else to take care of this, this baby, mm -hmm. this startup with me. Um, what makes a good team? How do you, where do you start? If you're like, I need to have a good co-founder or some team members, what's the first step? So I think whoever it is that you're going to choose it, and you've made a really good point because it, we're not just talking about employing people. So we're talking about, I do a lot of work with clients who are looking for VAs or accountants or, um, or solicitors or marketing experts. You know, they, they'll be self-employed if it's a co-founder, someone else that you're looking to bring on board who's self-employed or an employee. It covers... A whole variety of it's really anybody that you're bringing into your business to work with you and I think the first place you need to start is you need to really know your values what 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 are your personal values and what are your company's values and if you if you when you know that and, and if you've got a good a good branding behind you you will have done all that when you set up your business so it would be quite easy just just to understand and to write down so I would say start with your values start with your company's values where your business is going and what what you need because it might be that that you have the same values as your best friend but actually 
they wouldn't be great to work with you for whatever reason. Um, so it's not just about values, but values is a really good place to start. So for me, integrity and honesty is high up on my agenda. Um, and if somebody doesn't have those values, it isn't going to work. I'm For me, you, you have, you almost have one chance and if you let me down then that's kind of you know I, I, I struggle to get past that and if somebody has that, those same values as me I know that we're going to be the, the business that we're creating is going to be really successful because we're going to have the same values and our values will ooze out of everything that we do together and we will have people on board and, and that trust and honesty and integrity will shine through every single part of my business because that's part of me and that's part of all the people that I bring in to work alongside and, and with me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first step is getting the values there. And I, I get that you want someone who has the same values as you, but say um, I'm starting the startup suite and say I need a co-founder and I know my values, um, how do I find a co-founder? Where, where do you find these people? So I am a huge advocate of networking and connecting with people and spending time to create relationships and create those business relationships. You could go out onto LinkedIn or onto various different platforms and say, I'm looking for a co-founder and you will get loads of people who come to you and bombard you with I'll be great, I can do this for you, I can do that for you, I can do this for you. But actually, you need to be you need to be choosing the person that resonates with you, that has those same the, the same values, the same ethics. And actually to find that right person, connect with people, talk to people, have conversations. Because I have a I a, a little black book of people who I trust who I think are fabulous at what they do and I would trust them so if I needed somebody and if I need some when I need somebody I can reach out to those people and say do you know somebody that could do x y and z and they say yes I know somebody and by having those connections and building those just 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 networking networking with different people and really finding out who's on the same wave wavelength as you who has who has the attributes that you will need, maybe now, maybe in a year's time, maybe in five years' time, but keep those connections and keep networking. And put it out there, put it out there to your network and say, I'm looking for somebody. Does anybody, can anybody recommend somebody? Recommendations to me are huge. They are top of the pile. If somebody that I trust can recommend somebody, that's a great big tip, green tick for me. Yeah, because they don't they already worked with them they know them and they they yeah, they Absolutely. give their work with it right so yeah, yeah definitely yeah. recommendations i can imagine that those are top of the pile mm -hmm. as you say so say you have a a, a pile of you found a pile of, of possible founders let's say mm -hmm. five or ten what do you look for in them how do you know which one is the right one for you so you need to know first of all what you're looking for so for example, let's talk about um, let's talk about an, an actual real life example. So, say yes. we are looking for an accountant, something that I'm, you know, some, something that that 
you know, I, I, I wouldn't do myself, but say I'm looking for an accountant. So for me, I need, I need an accountant that has the same values as me and has the same, you know, for, for me, I need somebody who's going to work with me that can work with me seven days a week, for example. I, 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 because of, of how I structured my, my business and my, my, my working life and my family life, I need people to work with me within my business who work outside of nine to five. And that wouldn't suit everybody. So I also need to know, does it irritate me if a dog barks, for example? For me, I'm not worried. I'm not worried if we have dogs, children, whoever. It, to me, especially now after the pandemic, it's it's just it's something that is is a given, and I'm not yeah. worried at all. No, Some especially people, since working from home, of course, everyone absolutely. with a dog, with a cat, with a bird, with yeah. kids. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's part of it nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. But it would irritate some people. Some people would be like, that's really unprofessional. I don't want to work with anybody who has dogs interrupting, children interrupting, any of that. So really where I would start is really understanding what type of, of person and setup I would be comfortable to work with. What's their, you know, I, I suppose I'm, 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 I'm bordering on personality types, but, you know, it, that that's again that's something you you have different personality types and there's 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 loads of different personality types but you know if we if we really kind of make it make it very simple you have a a, a big chunker and a small chunker personality type and um a, a, a big chunker i'm i'm very much a big chunker personality type so for example if i Wait, say so explain what's a big yeah, chunker yeah. what's a okay. small chunker so um i could say if i say to you saskia i'm going to the coffee shop can I get you a coffee? And you say, yep, get me a coffee. Thank you so much. I will go and get, get you a coffee. Of course. <laughs> I will go and buy you a coffee. And I will I'll just probably get you, I would have thought a cappuccino would be my default. I would come back. Um, I will get, I would just ask the, the guy for cappuccino and I'll come back with some sugar in case you wanted sugar in it. Done. That's because I'm a big chunker. A small chunker would say, Saskia, would you like a coffee? And you say, yes, please. And they'll say, what type of coffee would you like? What milk would you like in it? Would you like a tall one, a big one? Where would you like it from? Starbucks, Costa, the local shop? Do you want sugar? Do you want sweetener? Do you want this? Do you want that? They really want to know every single detail. And so, so that's that's kind of a high-level overview of a big chunker versus a, a small chunker. I love um, that. <laughs> and for a, for a big chunker for me, a small chunker can sometimes be quite irritating, especially if I, I you know, I, I just need something. And vice versa, small chunkers find big chunkers extremely irritating. So if you're ever working with somebody, you're thinking, oh my God, I can't go through this again. <laughs> yeah. It's different personality types. Okay. And so... Yeah, I, get what you, you, I, I get what you're meaning. I guess I'm a medium chunker because sometimes yeah, I'm just yeah. like, just do something. Um, and sometimes I'm like, no, no details and yes, um, I yeah. recognize the, the frustration sometimes as well mm -hmm. um, so I have a background in uh, in engineering so I work yeah. together with a lot of technical people a lot of small really, they, those are all small chunkers they're like yeah. I want to know the exact sizes of nuts and bolts and yeah. I'm then sometimes the project manager who's like it doesn't matter right now we're making a concept go that's with it. it and then it's like no, it. no 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 we really need to do the engineering yeah. so that's um there's a natural 
tension yes, there. Absolutely. And, and you know, I've done a very high level. There are there are lots and yeah. lots of different personality types. So I've done a very, very high level and, and there's been a lot of studying on personality types. But actually for to, to really understand what type of person you can work with. Is it that you're a small chunker and actually to work with a big chunker will really, really irritate you? If that's the case, you need to be tailoring and asking your asking your questions when you meet them or when you interview them to really ascertain what their personality type is to make sure that they're gonna you're gonna be able to work with them for the long term. Because if you're looking to, for, for a co-founder or somebody to work with you or somebody that you, you are going to employ, you want somebody that's going to be on this journey with you for, for the foreseeable future. And so they have to fit right with you. If, you've, if you employ somebody or you work with somebody that irritates you, everything they do, it isn't going to work. It just isn't going to work. There's going to be people are going to be, you know, there's going to be tension and, and nobody really wants that tension unless it's, it's necessary. Well, but... If I can tag into that, I spoke to a um, an, an HR manager, I think it's a year ago or something, yeah. and uh, she said to me that during a job interview, people tend to hire the person that's the most like you, because mm -hmm. then it's, it's easy to connect with those kind of people, yeah. right? So yeah. if you're both a small chunker, then it's like, oh, you know, we have that recognition, we mm -hmm. recognize that, so I'll take the, 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 the big chunker of the, the a person, that has the same characteristics as me. But then the downside is, is that you get these homogeneous teams or teams with all, all the same people, but different. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's time and time again, research has shown that diverse teams actually yes. work better. So sometimes, yeah. isn't it better to go for a person where you're like, I know you're a small chunker and I'm a big <laughs> chunker, but I know that can be very helpful, even though I already know that, that we will have disagreements, but we will, uh, come out of it in the right yeah. way what do you yeah. think of that I think I think you're absolutely right and I think the the other part that I was going to come on to was talking about knowing what type of role you want them to do and you need them to do, do are you looking for somebody that's going to be a co-founder that you're going to be able to just bounce ideas off and just you know you, you're on that same page and you're on the same you know you you you, you click and you you can really create something amazing together or do you need somebody that is going to be doing a job that's completely different to what you're doing and are you going to be polar you know polar ends of apart and if that's the case then yes they they can't be somebody that's the same as you because you're going to want them to do a job that's it going back to the the accountant you know for me for an accountant I'm going to need an accountant who is a very very small chunker because they need to know the ins and outs they want to know everything definitely but then i need them to, to have those certain values as well so that they won't mind if i'm texting them or emailing them at seven o'clock on a sunday evening i need that that to be okay so yeah. I, th I think you need to understand you, you need to understand that their values you need to understand in a way kind of that not not really their personality types, but kind of what do you need them to do? What's the role that you're going to need them to do? Is it they need to be working alongside you so you're working together? Or is it that you need them to do a role that is nothing that you want to need to, are willing to get involved in? Um, and then, yes, they can be polar opposites to, to, to what you are. So you really need to understand what type of role you're going to be asking them and expecting them to do not just now, but also in, in the future. Because yes, you're absolutely right. 
to 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 have a business that that grows you're gonna need loads of different personality types so much different experience coming in from different places and people that can come with their ideas and their creativity because that's the only way businesses are going to really thrive is when you have different types of people all working together to create something amazing and then that leads on to communication styles and being able to communicate as a team effectively yeah, and that's that's actually something indeed the the, the next step we were i was going to i wanted to ask you about so we've talked about finding the right people finding yeah. the right co-founder finding the right team members mm -hmm. but then it's about creating creating that amazing team so having the yeah. culture there how do yeah. you what would be your recommendations for that yeah so there's two answers to that question so if you are creating teams from the offset, so you've got a blank slate, you can really create amazing teams by finding those people that have those, and I go, I go back to it, that have the same values as you, that have the, have the experience that you need. And when I, I, I say that carefully because... When I'm talking about the experience, it's not just about bringing somebody in that is perfect for the job right now. It's bringing people in that have the right emotional intelligence and soft skills and the ability to, if you need somebody who's going to be like my accountant, my accountant needs to know her stuff or his stuff, yeah. needs to know exactly what they're doing. Do I need them to know about pensions no i don't if they want to learn and develop into pensions great they can help me but i need them right now to, to do this i can work with them and, and help them if they want to develop so i think it, it's about finding those people that are right for you now but also can can grow with your company because that's a way that you're also going to create amazing teams that want to stay with you is by giving them the growth opportunity. If I hire an accountant, I'm going to be hiring my accountant for today. But who, if she wants to or he wants to be a pension specialist or a financial finance director or whatever in the future, I will help them get there. I will support them on that journey. And actually by having by by bringing on board and creating teams of people that you are willing to develop and allow them to grow within your company, they are going to be really engaged and they're going to want to stay and work for you and with you because you're going to be investing in them. And then they're going to be happy. And if they're happy and they feel that they're being developed and valued and listened to, they're going to be able to bring ideas to the table and have an opinion and they're going to they're going to bring those opinions and those ideas to the table they're going to help you create this amazing business but they're going to do it together because it's not going to be a, an organization where everyone's fighting for the top spot everyone's fighting for the recognition because everyone's getting the recognition yeah. And I yeah. think actually, you know, you can you can create amazing teams by having a blank slate. You can also create amazing teams by having an existing team. And I can come on to that. 
But well, I just want to tag in to what you just said, like the the enabling people to grow in the direction that they want to grow. That really helps them uh, to get engaged with your in company as well. And I can concur with that. Um, I'm I'm having the same thing with my own boss. So I have the startup suite, but in in in, in normal life, I am also still a project manager. Um, uh, I am a consultant, so to speak, for different, doing different assignments, all from the same company, from Holland Innovative. And my boss there, the moment I told him, like, hey, I have this idea for the startup suite, he's like, Saskia, go and do it. Let me know how I can help you. And that just yeah. creates, then it's not just boss, employee, but then it's a partnership. It's like, hey, mm -hmm. I can go to this person and he or she will help me and will, you know, we can both grow in that sense. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I love that. We've spoken about this before, and, and I think I think that's absolutely amazing. And I think what that then does is that then allows you to have to have that support and have your the company that you're working for, or the I don't, I don't know if you you're, you're employed, but let's say the company you're working for, they value you and they want you to grow, and if they hadn't and if they had you know put a brick wall up and said oh no you, you know you, you can't do that that doesn't sit well with me we're not gonna I'm not gonna endorse it I'm not gonna be supportive actually what that does is that then creates an atmosphere whether it should or you know whether it's right or wrong it creates this atmosphere and then subconsciously you'll be thinking well you know they're not supporting me and then do I want to be supporting them? And that yeah, question will come up. Dynamic, definitely. Absolutely. And that's something you will take with you in, in even if it's just in the back of your mind, you still have this feeling like, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then when you're going into that that team environment, you've got that, do you know what? They don't value me enough to to believe that I can be totally committed to them. And totally committed to what I'm doing. They don't value me enough. They don't trust me enough. And that's got my back up. And then actually, when some one of my team members asks me to do something, I'm gonna think, do, do I? I don't, I don't know. And then and then that there's that friction amongst yeah. teams. Yeah, the, and you're then, not doing the extra mile, you get that friction. That's it. Yeah. that's it. And then you've got the 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 engaged and then the disengaged teams, and it all stems from one conversation with somebody. But actually, then it affects communication between teams. So communication between teams is also huge. Um, yep. there's, there's so much that kind of stems off that question that you've asked me, as you can tell, yep. because I'm like, there's so well, much I could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, you were going to go into existing teams. So say yes. you come into a company as a co-founder and you... you you have this existing team and you know how it is, right? You you, you just have to yeah start with them or, or you just have to figure it out with them. Yeah. And there's always people who will resonate with you, who will not resonate with you. There'll be some awkward people in there. How do you deal with that? I think as a, as a leader or as, a, as somebody that's going in as a, in a position of authority, you really need to understand how every single team member is feeling because everybody reacts for a reason. Every single behavior is there and is portrayed for a reason. There's something behind it. So um, when you go into a team initially, you need to have that time and spend that time 
and give everybody your undivided attention and really get to know them. Get to know what they love about their job, what they hate about their job, what what they what what excites them, what gets them, you know, what what gets them up in the morning, what do they want to be part that of? Sick. That's it. That's it. And you know, it might be that the person that's that when you first walked into the room was standing at the back of my eyes and was really awkward and argumentative. Actually, they might be feeling like that because they'd been promised a promotion or they had put forward an idea that had been, no, we're not, we're not going with that. Or something's happened and there's a reason why they're not happy that you've come in. But you need to unpick that and understand why they're feeling like that. And actually, I believe all employers are there because they, they, they want to be. They've, they, okay, so so that's probably a bit of a naive view because there's some people that are like, I don't want to be here. But there was a time when they wanted to be working for this company. There was a time when they received that, that offer for the job interview and they were excited. And they're like, yeah, I'm on board with this. This is a new chapter in my life. I'm really excited. You can get that back by understanding and listening, empowering and valuing staff understanding where they are now, why they chose the company and where they want to go and supporting them through that. Because yeah. get back to that reason why they wanted to work, why they chose to work for this company. Get back to that reason and then understand everyone's place in the company, in the team and create that atmosphere of empowerment being able to have a voice. Everybody wants to be listened to. It goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, everybody wants to be valued, listened to, and engaged with. Do Definitely. that. Definitely. And I recognize that as a, as I said, I'm also a contractor. And every time I step into a new company, you have to get to know the team. And it's not mm -hmm. just what is your role? What is this? What is it? What is it you do here in the company? But also, who are you as a person? What, what, you know, what lights you up? And um, if you have that personal connection, mm -hmm. your team works better, so much more better it's it's so yeah then then you get that in that state of finishing each other's sandwiches you know absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> i was gonna say something you've lost me on sandwiches but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think also it's, it's really important to oh one thing i was going to say was also as a as a leader and as a manager or as an owner of business where you have staff treat your staff as your biggest asset, they, they probably are, but treat them as your biggest asset. If you say to a member of your staff, I'm gonna have our monthly catch up on Tuesday at 10 o'clock, be there Tuesday at 10 o'clock. The quickest and easiest way to demotivate your staff is to not turn up that meeting or turn yeah. up late or say something's come up, I can't make it. Because yeah. then they feel that they are not good enough and you don't value them. And that is the, the quickest way to demotivate yourself. What about perks? So typically when you when you are a startup, you don't have uh, that much funds. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, the compensation is lower, but there are typically perks. You can do uh, stock options. Yeah. Um, if, if you look at Silicon Valley, it's all about, you know, the, the working from home all the time, which of course we're yeah. now all doing, but, you know, after Corona, maybe not anymore, but you have these 
the yeah the the perks that you don't get get in a uh, in a corporate company so to say um, because they stimulate uh, growth innovation creativity is that something you need to create an amazing team or how much value do those perks actually have it's really interesting and it's a piece of research as my stuff so I'm, I'm also I'm a big fan of personal development so I do a lot of um, a lot of studying and that's it's, it's a research project that I'm, I'm really interested in finding out is you know I've had instances and I've heard of instances and I've had clients who've got have had instances where they've paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of worth of of bonuses to people who have left the following week because the money doesn't it doesn't replace the feeling so yes the money's great and being rewarded by bonuses is fabulous and it can be life-changing you can buy cars you can buy various different things but no amount of money will replace how the company makes you feel and I think as a you're right as a as a startup you can't promise I'm going to give you a 10% bonus or a 20% bonus every year. You can't promise that. You can possibly do something on business growth. But at the same time, if you are looking to grow, choose and find the right people who will be on board with you, in that boat with you, rowing to where you want to get to with you and who are invested. And when you have those people on board, You've brought them on board because you want to hear their their stories. You want to hear their opinions. You want to pull on their experience, on their ideas. Allow them to do that. Allow them that space to grow, to shine, develop them. Help them to develop your company. And, you know, I, I think of the, the big, big companies where they have Google, for example, amazing areas, breakout rooms where all of their staff can come with their ideas and every idea is listened to, every idea is valued. Everybody has a space at the table to bring their ideas to and they're not shut down and yeah. everybody's empowered. And that, that feeling, the feeling of I'm making a difference, I'm making a difference to my company, I'm making a difference to my my leader, I'm making a difference to my yeah. team. Yeah, that and my voice it. matters. That's it. That's yeah, it. absolutely. Well, Google, of course, is, 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 is a big example of one big perk. I mean, mm -hmm. the whole company working there, it's, I think you can live at Google, never have to leave the campus and still have a oh very gosh, reward. <laughs> I think they have everything. They have laundress, okay. you can exercise there. I don't yeah. know if you can sleep there, but you can bring your family over to dinner and all that wow. stuff. But, but Google isn't a startup anymore. But, no, uh, no. but they were but once. They were once. They were once, exactly. And they and built that on their values. They've built that brand on their values. Definitely. So it's really about values and about leadership and not per se about getting free coffee from the, the local Starbucks or something like that. No, no definitely. No. I, th so, I think it's 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 allowing those that your team and your staff the space for them to have those ideas. Definitely. Let them have their voice. Let them make a difference. That's why yeah. you employ them. Yeah, definitely. So tell me, what is a common myth for creating amazing teams? <laughs> that it's easy. 
<laughs> because nothing's easy. Um, I've yeah. seen, I've, I've been, I've seen companies who employ people by just having a five-minute conversation with them, because the um, the CEO or the owner of the company has not got time to really find out about the person sitting in front of them. They see them, they like them, they have a five-minute report, great, you're hired. And it isn't that easy. It is yeah. not that easy. Actually, it's it takes a lot of, of time, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, and a lot of getting the foundations right and really understanding and and I think if you have an existing team that might be a, a, an existing um, dysfunctional team that needs a lot of time and effort, it can be done. It can absolutely be turned around, but it isn't easy. No. And no, people it's... think, I'll throw money at it. I'll throw a $10,000 bonus at that person and then they'll be happy and they'll stay. It is never that easy. No, no. are complicated. People are complicated, and as you said, the, the pyramid of Maslow. I I love that mm. uh, reference that you made there. It's not only about money. Sure, it's yeah. in in fundamentals. You need safety and security, and knowing mm -hmm. that you have a financial income that you can you know pay your rent and and, and live yeah. your life. But it's it's more than that, especially in 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 the current day and age. It's about recognition. It's about uh, development. It's about yeah. you know, growing all together. And just throwing money at that isn't the solution then. No, no, absolutely. No. There's reasons why people take huge pay cuts to move jobs. And I've, you know, I've seen that happen. It happens a lot because you need, yes, you're right, you need that foundation. You need a certain amount of money to be able to have a roof over your head, food your table, all of that. But actually, anything above that, it's priceless, isn't it? All those those top tiers of Maslow, they're priceless. They're priceless, yeah. They're how we feel inside. No, yeah. no. And actually, I think as an organisation and as a, um, a, a company and a startup, when you're looking to work with other people, and whether that's employees, contractors, co-founders, whoever it is, when we're interacting with people, we all have this duty to make the other person feel valued yeah, and feel, feel important yeah. and feel heard. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. I think that's that's really great advice. Um, so if people want to know more about you, where can they go? So um, I am the interview cheerleader. So if you Google the interview cheerleader, you will find my website. I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter as the interview cheerleader. Okay, yeah, I added the website here as well and in the description. And I would definitely recommend, if you're interested to connect with Tamsin, then uh, definitely also check out her Instagram and her Twitter. She is posting daily inspiration. <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely follow that. Um, yeah, Tamsin, thank you for joining me today. Um, I really, I really loved our talk. Um, thinking in terms of values, when you're looking for a for a co-founder for your team members, mm -hmm. it's not just about perks, but really about that leadership, feeling people heard, connected, giving people the room and space to grow with your company. I think that's so powerful, and I'm sure that a lot of people can uh, can use that to their advantage. I hope so. I hope so, and and I think it's. It's just so important, and I and I know there's a, there's a lot at the moment. Everywhere we go is all about 
mindset and a big thing about what I do is mindset and and kind of those foundations and the reason why why I why I started the Intuitive Leader is to is to really help boost that confidence and that self-esteem and I think we all we all can do it we can all do it it's that little act of kindness isn't it and actually by helping teams to feel valued wanted needed listened to actually they're going to perform a lot better and they're going to provide you as a business with what you need and help you grow definitely that that little act of kindness that can mean the world to someone else it can make or break their day you know sometimes you just have a day where like everything's just and then someone who's just giving you their honest attention and giving an honest compliment, not just like, oh, that sounds amazing, (laughs) but an honest compliment that can make your day. And that's something that you take with you the whole project through or through in the whole uh, business. So yeah, that's so valuable. So yeah, thank you, Tamsin. I uh, I enjoyed having you here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) so yeah, of course, Uh, I love that. So to the viewers, if you like this kind of content, make sure to like this video and share your thoughts in the comments. Um, If you haven't done so, make sure to like and subscribe to the Startup Suite. And if you want to know more about me, the show, or the Startup Suite, go to thestartupsuite.com, which is also in the description of today's video. And of course, join me again next week. Then I will be joined by a communication specialist and we'll talk about how to stand out in a crowd by being yourself. So this will be all about how to find your words and do social media the right way. Um, Yeah, thank you everyone for being here with us today. I hope to see you again next week and I wish you a good remainder of the day. Bye guys. Bye.